Coffee with your spouse is like capturing happiness in a cup. She's the cream of my coffee. And he's the sugar in my cup. I'm Teddy. And I'm Jenny. You're, You're listening, listening to, to Cream, cream in, in My, my coffee. coffee. The content of this podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Intimacy is the glue that holds relationships together in not only romantic relationships, but any bond with the people we love and care for. But intimacy is more than just sex and physicality. There are many different types of intimacy. Learn with us the different types of intimacy and how you can use them in your relationships and in your marriage. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cream of My Coffee with Teddy and Jenny. Where we keep the coffee hot and the conversation even hotter. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Glad you guys are all back with us again for another one of our amazing topics that you guys like listening to. We've got a great, great topic to talk about today. I'll get into it in just a moment. But before I do, I've got my coffee and my creamer, and it's time to get brown. You've got me, baby. <laughs> yes, I do. And we make brown. What the hell? <laughs> Ew. So, with today's topic, before I get to the headline, I'm just going to ask you a question. When someone brings up the topic of intimacy, what is the first thing you think about? Sex. <laughs> Nakedness. Sex. <laughs> Broad dogging. What? Okay, hold up. You got to tell me what that is. <laughs> uh, that's just unprotective sex. In a sense, there's using different terminologies, some more derogatory than others, but that is just a slang word for that. Uh, no raw dogging out there. Everyone go, you know, wrap it up, protect yourselves. You don't want to spread around unnecessary stuff. <laughs> We don't have to be so serious, but yeah, you can do whatever you want. We're living in the 70s, in the 2000s, and in the 21st century beyond that. Let's do it. I mean, but no, STDs are a thing. You know, for us, it's different. We're married, you know what I mean? And a lot of other people that are in, you know, one-on-one relationships. But there's so many things out there. You need to at least be wise and protect yourself, you know, out there in some way, shape, or form. Definitely. For sure. I, I like joking around to an extent, but uh, yeah, definitely be safe out there, both physically, mentally. And as we get to our topics, there are six different types of intimacy. So we're going to talk a little bit about the different types of intimacy and then how to use them in your marriage and or relationship. I hope this is a topic you'll enjoy. I know we enjoy it. It's uh, it's fruitful. It's an enlightening At the end of the day, hopefully some great food for thought. The first type of intimacy is physical intimacy. That's one of my favorite types. (laughs) Physical intimacy, it's a type of closeness. It's often limited to partners and close family members. Now with romantic partners, physical intimacy is usually but not only expressed through sex. You know, it, it extends to hugging, kissing, and of course, physical closeness. Now, a lot of times when you hear the word intimacy, like myself, I can honestly say, you know, if I hear intimacy, I'm going to think of 
cha-ching, sex, <laughs> the word sex pops in my head, even though, you know, intimacy is not just about sex. That's why today we're going to talk on this topic, because there's all different types of intimacy that go beyond that first type that I just discussed, that physical intimacy. Because when you're intimate with someone, there's different ways to be intimate. And intimacy doesn't just include your romantic partner that, you know, you do have sex with, you know, it includes all types of relationships you have, whether it's with friends, family members, there's different ways to be intimate with the different relationships you have in your life. Well said, but I want to, I want to take it a step backwards before we get further into the types of intimacy. What is intimacy? It's uh, defined as a close familiarity of friendship or friendship, excuse me, and closeness in general. So like the intimacy between a husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe a private or cozy atmosphere. And lastly, an intimate act, especially sexual intercourse. Mm, now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'll go a little bit deeper. So what's the true meaning of intimacy? Intimacy in a relationship is a feeling of being close and emotionally connected and supported. It means being able to share a whole range of thoughts, feeling, and experiences that we have as human beings. It goes, it goes further and beyond because there are different types of intimacy. As you'll learn in today's episode, everyone uses each type in a different way or different level or different form. It doesn't have to be a specific way. It's catered to you and the person that you're with or the person that you want to express this level of intimacy with. I want to express how I want to be intimate with you in a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you don't know who's listening. Uh, You already know what I'm going to (laughs) say. Word of caution. Father-in-law, if you're listening. Mother-in-law, if you're listening. Please tune out. (laughs) I mean, this episode isn't all bad. We joke and all because that's how me and Teddy are. We like to flirt 24-7. It's what keeps our marriage alive. But uh, this episode is basically whether you're married or you're in a relationship, there are different ways to be intimate, as Teddy was saying, with your partner or, you know, even with family members and so forth. It's nothing sexual, um, not all of it at least, (laughs) but when it comes to intimacy in general, the word, it it doesn't necessarily mean sex. And like I said earlier, there are different ways to be intimate with, you know, who you're with. Also, furthermore, going through an intimate relationship is an interpersonal relationship that involves physical or emotional um, intimacy level. You know, it, it can have where your relationship is commonly you know, sexual in nature, which that's typically what it is. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it could also be non-sexual relationship when involving family, friends, or even just plain old acquaintances. Yeah, no, I I agree. That's exactly what I was saying. I already covered the first part of intimacy, which was physical, which is definitely Teddy and I. We are very physical all the time. <laughs> but there's also an emotional intimacy Um, That is the next type of intimacy that we wanted to discuss was emotional intimacy. It's a type of closeness that involves sharing your most private fears, concerns, and dreams. Whether that's 
with your partner or with a friend or so forth. It is a, it's a really deep connection you can have with someone. High disclosures levels come with, you know, an expectation that the other person won't judge or ridicule you, but rather support you. So when you have that emotional intimacy with someone, you trust them. An emotional intimacy is a form of trust because you know that person's not going to judge you when you tell them how you feel or what you're thinking in that sense. I know with Teddy, I trust him 100%. I can tell him how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and I know he won't judge me no matter how ridiculous it is at the moment. And I know if I said it to anyone else, you know, what I was feeling or thinking, I know they're going to judge me, but not Teddy. We have that type of level of emotional intimacy. So it goes beyond the physical level, which I feel like if you can connect, especially with the person that you're with, your partner, not just physically, but emotionally, your marriage or relationship not only will be strong, but it will carry on for the many years to come because that's, that's your strength right there, is that trust, is that connection between two people with your emotions. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree with that um, interpretation of the emotional intimacy, and it's a hundred percent documented. Uh, if you guys wanted to go further and research it yourselves, however, in emotional intimacy, it's simply put, it's communicate is communication, clear communication, and and words is how it's demonstrated. It's not always easy to do this, but it requires you all of you, any of you, to be, to be really uh, vulnerable and show that vulnerability. It'll allow you to be more emotionally involved with intimacy in that level. It involves a perception you know, of closeness to each, each of you and allows you to share your feelings and thoughts and understanding um, the expectation of any kind of support that you may need. But like Jenny was talking about with the trust level and being able to get to that point, if you don't have that trust, you're far from being able to share and go that step into emotional intimacy level. Um, but it is a, our deep, deepest personal of ourselves that you know sometimes is hard to break through. I would say if, if you're struggling with this aspect of Im- intimacy, your emotional aspect, it's time to take a deeper dive into yourself and your partner. It'll make you that much stronger, much closer. It gives you a different level that maybe you're not even sure how to even perceive yet, but it takes practice. We don't learn how to be physically intimate just like that on day one. We have an idea when we first start, but we get better with it over time as we practice. Practice makes perfect. Just like with sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, sure do. Vulnerability, though, is, I feel, I think for the both of us, Teddy, it's one of the hardest things, even after being so long together, that for anyone, I think, that we struggle with. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to let down your guard, especially, I know with me, uh, being a Latina woman, my guard is always up. And breaking down that barrier to literally let you come inside. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> That's going a little bit too far. That's not what I meant. I'm not going in that direction. Nothing nothing gross. But I mean, emotionally, to get inside my thoughts, my heart, you know, 
it it is hard for me, but I'm working on that still. And uh, I know when I do let that barrier come down and I talk to you about my feelings, my thoughts, I feel a lot better. And we always get super, super close. I think with each passing day, the more that we communicate, the more that we have carried on through this uh, lifetime that we've built together, that vulnerability has grown within the both of us and that emotional intimacy has definitely grown now after 25 years I would say that again we're we're very physical I mean you know that but that uh that emotional connection that we're on a whole different level when it comes to that yeah I mean I I agree I mean you have emotional uh, intimacy with your your partner you know that that goes a long way and Believe it or not, we learn emotional intimacy from us as as young as we can possibly remember ourselves. We learn it from um, mother to child to father to child. You guys share a different level of uh, um, emotional intimacy in that aspect as well as a closeness that you start in the beginning your your development phases of a social hierarchy in that in that time in that time period. But we don't think about those things as intimacy because it's, it's again, we once we hear the, hear the word intimacy, we think of sex. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just to clarify, and if you're mature enough to get past that portion of it, it goes a long way. It goes a long way from development, of, from birth, all the way up to however old you are now. So it, it, it doesn't uh, just, you don't just get it all of a sudden. It's a developmental phase that we have as human beings from way back when, as you were born from the womb, all the way through. You think about every aspect of uh, going through the motions of physical intimacy, um, emotional intimacy. You experience that at some point of connection with your your siblings, your your parents, other family members. Not in a in a perverted way, and again, in any way, it's more of a social hierarchy as human beings and how that reflects and how you respond to that. Some of us are much more prone to emotional intimacy than others, again, and some of us are not, depending on how vulnerable or unvulnerable you are. Yeah, absolutely. The next type of intimacy that we're going to discuss, intimacy number three, is intellectual intimacy. You don't have to be a freaking genius (laughs) to have a conversation with someone intellectually, obviously. Intellectual intimacy refers to sharing not only your feelings, but discussing views or thoughts, your spiritual beliefs, your political viewpoints. And when you're discussing, whether it's with your friend, your partner, or so forth, it's not to be in arguments or pulling out teeth, pulling out hair over subjects that you don't see eye to eye on. Intellectual intimacy literally means you can see black and that person could see white, you know, yin and yang. But yet you can talk about your beliefs, your feelings freely, again, without the ridicule, without the judgment, because you're intellectually on the same level. That doesn't mean that you have to believe in the same things or have those same beliefs. It just means that you're mature enough to intellectually discuss your political viewpoints, your spiritual beliefs, and so forth. And that you both have, you know, that equal understanding on the world 
even if your viewpoints are different. Now, this type of intimacy, it develops between two people who go through basically similar or same struggles or experiences, you know, the joys of life or the failures of life, so to speak. They, two people that go through the, like similar aspects of life, they can relate on an intellectual level and discuss it, like I said, without having that ridicule and so forth. Finding someone who has gone through the same as you it brings people together in a whole different level. It makes you feel less alone, and most of all, it'll make you feel better understood. I think everyone and anyone out there wants to be heard. They want to feel understood. They want to be heard, period, you know, and that's that's a really hard thing to do. So if you're able to find a person you can do that with, it's a beautiful thing, feeling that closeness that they understand you, you understand them, and that you're not alone. Well, I definitely um, respect Jen's intellectual conversations. We definitely don't see eye to eye (laughs) on anything. (laughs) Which is a good thing. You don't want to have similarities to that level because then you don't have meaningful conversations. So this is an area that many couples don't really consider at all. Because typically you have the same mindset to an extent. You've been together maybe a long period of time and you share each other's viewpoints to a a level and or maybe one party doesn't want to really hear much of the other party's opinion, which in today's society where we are all very opinionated and uh, I won't get further into like name calling and all that there's out there, but we'll leave it as that. I'm really glad, though, you said something earlier. I'm glad that we're not alike. Because if I was married to someone like me, we'd be divorced. <laughs> we'd definitely be divorced. We are the yin and yang. And even our viewpoints, especially whether it's, you know, spiritual, political, and so forth, we, we don't see eye to eye, but we talk about it. And sometimes we'll challenge each other on those viewpoints, but we learn from each other, which I think is amazing to have that in our marriage that we're able to learn and grow from what we believe, what we think, what we feel, how we see things, we learn from one another through that. You know, we, when uh, when we share ideas with each other and attempt to exchange our thoughts or views, I mean, I think that we need to have a respectful back and forth discussion and we should be able to have it with intellectual intimacy, especially with others. It's good to have that kind of discussion like think about it if you're reading a book a book is sometimes pretty straightforward however they you may have different viewpoints of what is being interpreted so you want to have each of you maybe read an article and then discuss at the end you'll be surprised on what the uh, conversation may look like sound like uh in any aspect of what each of you may be thinking and what you each interpret from that particular article or book and or paragraph of something. So next time you're curious, you want something to talk about, maybe read a very short story and you two of you come come to the table and and see what goes from that point. Um, Those of you that may be in the political realm that, you know, we're, we're going through right now with so much going on, bring together something that you, that may interest you. Maybe you're not into that political aspect of it, which we do not want to get involved with at all. We're not political. Nope. At all. Nope. <laughs> we uh we definitely just keep it simple and uh you know, 
respect others. Exactly. I mean, we love it. We have friends of all different, you know, religious beliefs, political reliefs, um, every, everywhere, everything. And we love everyone. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't care what you believe in, whether it's religion, political, uh, what nationality you are. We just see people as people. If you're a good person and you want to hang with us, we're, we're all for it, you know? So in that aspect, there should be no excuse to have any kind of intellectual intimacy at any level, both with your partner and or with others around you, family members, friends, etc. So we'll move on to our um, number five topic or category, which is creative intimacy. So this is definitely another one of those areas where it's uh, another another area where it's less often discussed, but it's a type of intimacy um, that once is really still important. Creative intimacy refers to like expressing ourselves through our passions, and this may be in the form of art of like maybe music, uh, dance. Any kind of physical activity like sports or some other creative outlet that you may enjoy or your partner or the both you may like to do together. However, um, you know, when we engage in creative intimacy, you know, we're opening up our creative side to someone else's as well. You know, we're sharing our gifts, talents, and even passions of turning or sharing ourselves with someone else as well. I want to say, with from what I understood with the research I did, I don't feel this is one of the intimacies that I don't feel we're on creative intimacy. I don't know if you can agree with me on that. You and I are very opposite. We don't we don't like the same things. Sometimes we like similar things, but we work because we work really good together. But as far as like writing or like um, dancing, painting, things that I read that go under the genre of creative intimacy does not fit us, if that makes any sense. I feel like we hit everything else, like physical, definitely. We are we are on another level with physical intimacy. You're amazing. Um, anyways, and emotional intimacy, definitely. We are so connected. Intellectual intimacy even with our opposite viewpoints, we always have really amazing conversations together. Creative intimacy, though, we do lack. I don't feel like it hurts our relationship in any way, but I don't feel that it's there. I'm not missing it. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, we are the yin and the yang. Yeah. But I just feel like it's just not there. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I mean, there there is a lot of that pluses that we do have creative intimacy is definitely one that we could probably work on for sure there's so much that i think that we don't get to do based upon schedules work life basically that maybe it you need that we need to schedule out a little bit more on that particular aspect of intimacy but less it's uh it's just however we both need to work on with each other I would love to do if we could free up our schedules, honestly, Teddy. I don't think I ever mentioned this, but now that we're on the subject, I would love to do, and I've seen it on on an ad, I would love to do painting with you, a couple's painting, and they give you, like, wine and stuff. It was a really cool thing. Do you you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that? Oh, um, 
Yeah, I think it's like wine and paint or something like that kind of thing. Oh, so you've seen the same ad. You know exactly what I'm talking I, about. I think so. I'm not sure. But I believe it. I do. I may have seen it in the past. Okay. So my birthday is coming up. You might want to schedule that. <laughs> yeah, we definitely can do something like that. Teddy, you know what I just noticed? I accidentally... Sorry, you guys. I have notes. Me and Teddy, of course, as you guys know, we research all our episodes separately. We have separate notes. So when we start talking, we have no idea what one another is going to say. We just kind of throw out our conversation and we like how it flows because it's it's more exciting that way. It's more funner between the two of us doing this podcast. I did, however, did a big <laughs> mistake. So I skipped over intimacy number four, which was experimental intimacy. I went straight on to the creative intimacy I think because I was just so focused on that we didn't we didn't share that, Teddy, you know, but that was my mistake. Yeah, uh, so uh, we, we're going to have to go back to one of our uh, intimacies and touch points that we'll get into right now, uh, which is experimental intimacy. That's actually number four. We want to jump right up to number five. So number four, experimental intimacy it's a type of intimacy that's developed between people that go through the same struggles or joys and experiences in general. But think about the experimental intimacy that we've been able to um, go through, especially all of us throughout the entire U.S. and across the world that has experienced you know, the COVID-19 portion that everybody's been affected by, it, no matter who you are, where you live. What areas you you um, you know dwell in, you had to go through many many different forms of experimental intimacy, uh, and then we you know we were just forced of going through it, so you had to understand each other through so many different lenses. Majority of us were working at home, and you had to share a whole lot of time that you didn't know about each other, and then experiment on so many different aspects of intimacy, what that may be, it could be so, it can be so many different forms or types of way of, of, of intimacy because you've never really experienced it. You're just changing up what you normally would do. You're sharing all the different forms that we've talked about, inclu- including new avenues to experiencing intimacy. It'll just basically a form of bringing you closer and learning about each other in a deeper level than you typically would have because of time constraints and or being able to share moments together in a physical sense uh, as well. Yeah, I miss this. I miss the lockdown in the sense of just being together 24-7, if that makes any sense. You know, those were good times, even though with your occupation it didn't really apply so so much of you being on lockdown because of what you do got to keep everyone safe but the times that you were here and we didn't have to go anywhere see anybody do anything I want to say we did connect not just on that physical level 24 7 but um we we connected on this level I feel too in the sense of just spending more time together finding new things with one another And definitely, gosh, binge-watching Netflix. Do you not miss that? Yeah, I mean, there are so many different shows I had no idea that existed. I have no many different ideas and 
getting in the minds of so many things that like Jen and I don't share a lot of common uh, traits with. So her shows were psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I opened them up to a whole new world of endless nightmares. <laughs> so not to get into the, uh, you know, not promoting Netflix or anything, but not to get too far into it, but... I'm sure many of you have your own profiles if you share profiles with your, <laughs> with your you friends and this. family members. <laughs> and uh, there are times I pull up my personal profile and then I come to see like what the hell is going on with my with my list of movies. And <laughs> you may be recommended for you and there's just crazy crap. Like I was like, man, this is so wild. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like horror, sh- horror, horror. I can't even horror. say horror. <laughs> Oh, I can't even talk about it right now because this stuff I don't. I'm not into. I'm into comedies, sports, documentaries. More boring, cool, not stressful. She's into drama, crime, crime, dark, killing people. <laughs> like if if you don't ever hear me back on here, you know why. Oh come on, <laughs> no, gosh, I'd get away with it. No, <laughs> no, I mean. All in all, though, we used to have our older TV. What it was is that it would log in automatically because his account was the primary account. So it logged in automatically to his account and his profile. And I didn't want to have to keep on exiting out of it and having to go into mine. So I just stuck with it. Now, like two years later, his his Netflix is looking looking real crazy and dark. <laughs> yep. I think I might have to open up my own account by myself. <laughs> Another one, you mean? Yep. So, in short, ex- experimental intimacy is just new forms, new ways, different uh, perspective of adap- adapting to another level of intimacy of ways that you're not t- typically or traditionally in a sense of um, utilizing intimacy the ways that we already discussed earlier in our prior topics. Now, the last um, intimacy that we want to talk about is spiritual intimacy. And that is number six on the six types of intimacy. This is the last one that we wanted to discuss. Now, this this doesn't just mean sharing religious belief with others. Although, you know, clearly spiritual intimacy can help a lot of people find support and acceptance in their church or congregation. Spiritual intimacy also extends to beliefs, values, and morals on such a much bigger scale, you guys. In a sense... It's similar to intellectual intimacy, but it's a focus on personal growth. So uh, spiritual intimacy, it can go quite a bit uh, depending on, uh, again, same thing with Jenny and I. If we share the same uh, spiritual values, um, the same mindset of religion, it, it really is a, is a, is a concept um, that refers to sharing of ideas at a higher level. Well, this could be, you know, it could be through religion. It could, it could also look like, you know, sharing of mindfulness, personal growth, meditation even. It covers our need to look for meaning in this world. So, you know, when we connect through spiritual intimacy, we are sharing uh, ideas with someone and hearing you know, their points of view uh, at, at, at a higher level, at a higher being. Spiritual intimacy can go so many different avenues. Um, I'm not going to call out a specific domin- um, denomination. D- denomination. We can't talk. <laughs> uh, 
but we will let's let's just put it out there that whatever religion you you have whatever faith or none denomination that you may have if you don't have any at all there is a form of spirituality that the two of you are linked and or connected together in some way however bringing that into part of your intimacy and sharing that same mindfulness together it can bring you to an elated stage of uh, a spirituality between the two of you intimately i think it goes to a, a higher level it goes to a deeper connection it gives you uh, the viewpoints that you you both can truly share together. Now, what if the two of you don't share that same uh, spirituality or mindset? You know, it can be a challenge depending on, on the two of you. But if the two of you share different backgrounds or religions, you can still make it work. It doesn't have to be in resolved in conflict. You can share and be open-minded with it. I know there's some religion and or spirituality that's a little bit more bullish than others and viewpoints. However, again, it goes back to our earlier stages of intimacy and different forms of it is to be open-minded, have consideration for your partner's thoughts and uh, their ability to be vulnerable with you. Oh, that was so well, beautifully said. My goodness. You are, you are killing it today with explaining that in your words. Wow. You're absolutely right with the spiritual intimacy. Fun fact about Teddy and I, I'm pretty sure most of you know by now who follow us on all our socials and have seen my lives, we're not the same race, we're not the same religion, you know, but do we click in every way when it comes to even like the spiritual intimacy? Absolutely. We don't have to be the same because Teddy and I are definitely not the same. We're literally night and day but we still can spiritually connect. We still can talk to God together. And I feel like anyone, whether or not you're religious or not religious, you don't have to be two peas in a pod to be able to stay together, if you know what I mean. You don't have to see eye to eye on everything. And especially with your spiritual or political beliefs, those are two things in life that people tend to disagree on the most. The thing is, you guys, you don't have to see eye to eye politically or spiritually. The important thing that comes into the intellectual intimacy, as Teddy was saying earlier, if you're able to discuss what you believe in maturely, intellectually, then you can make it work. Whether it's a marriage or just, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, relationship, you can definitely make it work. However, when you do connect on that spiritual level, when it comes to if you have religious beliefs like Teddy and I do, prayer is everything for us. And as a lot of you know on my lives again, I have TikTok friends out there especially and you know who you are. If you hear me say we're praying for you, I'm not just saying that. Teddy and I are actually praying for you. We actually have a paper by our bedside of names of people we follow that follow us that are going through some hard times, whether it's health or family or anything in their lives that share with us and that need prayers. And we're like, hey, we're going to pray for you. And we do. Every night we get together and we put that into prayer into God's ears. That's just how we handle that on their spiritual intimacy 
And again, Teddy and I weren't, were not the same in the sense of like our beliefs or whatever, but we come together as one. Yeah, so Jen's absolutely right. You know, we're not the same, but we um, connect in, in such a way that it helps each other, you know, be to be, con- to be supportive and accepting of each other. So what is love without intimacy called? If no physical intimacy or sex exists between you and the other person, it is a platonic relationship. Don't know if you knew that or not, but that's something cool to to hear about. Even if there's uh if the desire is there, it's categorized as a platonic relationship. It involves a deep friendship. Uh people involved may or may not have the desire for physical intimacy. And that may be for many different reasons, depending on if the person has a specific belief. Uh, maybe you have issues with intimacy in general, uh, or maybe some other forms of personal issues that uh, you may be struggling with. Other pieces that I wanted to get into, not specific to any individual, but you know what lack of intimacy does to perhaps a a man or anyone a woman it creates high level of anxiety stress and depression and it's also common in sexless sexless marriage that affects uh, primarily more the husband than, than or the the male partner more than anything you know when a when a husband is denied sex at at home for a long time his mental health is likely to deteriorate from stress overthinking and the ability, inability to release a feel-good hormone <laughs> from sex. You don't have that problem. You you are never denied. Nope, I have a feel-good hormone all the time, and one that I'm talking about right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, father-in-law. <laughs> so, what's the golden rule of intimacy? Have it. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's a golden rule for most couples. Do unto others as they would have you do unto them. Instead of treating um, our partner as we would like to be treated, we need to treat them as they would want to be treated. I think that would probably go a long way with that. In life in general, like that goes for everyone, not just your partner. You shouldn't treat people like crap if you don't like being treated like crap. General rule. So I spoke about, you know, what the lack of, of intimacy does for a man. What does lack of intimacy does for a woman? Drive her to an early grave or menopause. Let's get a little more specific, guys. The lack of physical touch, emotional connection, and sexual intimacy can lead to feelings of loneliness, depression, and low self-esteem. It can also cause physical symptoms such as headaches, insomnia, and decreased libido. Damn, you know what? I got a headache right now. <laughs> Let's turn off the podcast for a second, love. Honestly, God, that sounds like PMS to me. Oh, my God. I'm going to hit you with the <laughs> microphone upside your head. Oh, my God. I know some of you ladies are probably going to be like, you're such a butthole. But sorry, I just had to make a joke. We joke. I mean, I'm not offended by it. Like, I know we're probably going to get a couple of emails like, uh, why is Teddy saying this or whatever? No, it's just a joke. That's how Teddy and I are. We joke back and forth. He's always joking about that time of the month with me. And it's just, it's fun. I mean, I laugh too, so. 
And for the guys out there, you know, those of you that are married, why do you wives avoid intimacy? I mean, it can be linked to exactly what we spoke about. Depression, anxiety, stress, and other mental health issues you know, are linked to lower libido. You know, if, if your partner is struggling with this in any area, I would say definitely look into a little bit more further. Don't ignore this and see what you can do to help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so amazing how our human body works. Without intimacy, our stress level goes up way much. Whether you're a female or male, you're going to be more stressed because you're not getting that feel-good hormone, you know, of release. Everyone needs that. Even animals need that. <laughs> How many times? Oh, my God. I'm not going to even bring up our little dog. <laughs> that dog is crazy. I mean, I think that is the horniest little dog I've ever seen. I think she broke her her toy. Was it a panda? It was a, a panda. Bear? It was a panda. Like three times they had to sew it and wash it and still rips the hell out of the, I don't know what part of the body, but some part of the teddy bear body. Yeah, from, from humping it, not from biting it. It's it's hilarious because she she humps. Well, now the panda's gone. We got her uh, another stuffed animal dog for Christmas. And the dog, she's eight pounds. So the dog, the stuffed animal one is about the same size as her. Boy, she gets on that like woo. She rides that thing. And we got her fixed. We got her spaded a couple of months ago, hoping that that whole craziness that she does of humping her freaking dog 24-7, her dog toy, would stop. Nope. As soon as she was healed up and she seen her little dog toy, she was like, hey, buddy, hump, hump. It's crazy. You know, I know all of you guys here that, you know, Jenny and I go to the gym quite often. The best way to describe it, there's times that she's grabbed my forearm. Oh, my gosh. And oh. humps the hell up my forearm. It's like a 20-pound d- dumbbell just being pounded on my forearm. And it's it's so funny because it'll be, like, after I give Teddy a kiss. Like, she'll be in the bed with us because she sleeps with us. And I'll be, like, kissing him and hugging him. And as soon as she sees me do, do that... She hops on his arm and starts humping. That's so funny. It's so funny. It's crazy. And she only weighs like seven pounds. I mean, that's just crazy. Like three times the body weight force. It's insane. She's really strong when she starts humping. And it's only it's only Teddy that she does that to. It's not me. All right. I know you guys don't want to hear more about that. So let me go with another question. How often should a husband and wife be intimate? Hmm. How much sex should a couple have? It's really sure. All the time. <laughs> it's actually, um, it looks like some studies have been done. You know, once a week is a common baseline. However, uh, statistically, it depends on the age as well. So 40 and 50-year-old tends to fall around that baseline, while 20 and 30-year-olds tend to have, on average, about twice a week. We must be... I don't know, 15, 18. <laughs> I was just thinking, oh my gosh, oh, I was sorry. just thinking it. Not 15, 18. <laughs> I was just thinking it and you said it. That's crazy. Oh my, I was going to say the same thing. That is wild, but I'm going to get to one more other question here and then we'll wrap it up. What's the biggest barrier to marriage intimacy? Hmm. Having sex all the time? No. <laughs> communication or the lack of communication would be the one to be the one of the main barriers uh, to the foundation of an intimate relationship. So, guys, 
work on that. I think we're going to be a uh, much more involved and intimate couple going forward. Always. What? And uh, I want to tell you, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. Appreciate all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Cream in My Coffee podcast. As you know, Teddy and Jenny can be found on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Please stay tuned for the episodes to come. We're just going to keep on getting better and better. If anyone out there wants to hear us talk specifically on a certain subject, you can get us on our socials or email us at creaminmycoffee97 at gmail.com. Check out our bonfire store and uh, see the cool merch that we have. We're having new merch. Usually it comes every month with bonfire. Check it out. I will link it in the show notes. Teddy bear, I love you like I love my coffee. Hot, hot, hot. 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 Muy caliente, papi.